For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast, and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter, and you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their games coming up over the next couple of days from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Football might be over, but the NBA and college basketball are still in full swing, along with some hockey, and the only place you should be betting on those sports is betonline.ag. I personally use it all the time. I know that I've been betting on basketball pretty much every single day, even during the NFL playoffs, and now with really no other sports left to talk about besides basketball and hockey, Definitely, you should look at betonline.ag. They have all the lines you could possibly want. They have first half lines, full game lines, player props, really everything you want. I use them all the time. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality shows if you want to look for some props. And for some special, unique uh, options there, if you want to spend your money on, maybe, for example, The Bachelor, if maybe your significant other is forcing you to watch it, maybe you can have some entertainment by having some money on it. But either way... A bet online that AG has tons of props with real-time odds on almost anything you could think of, and of course, 24-hour online casino. Head to the website and, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bang Barrier Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network. Now, before we end up going on break, we already previewed what we're going to be doing for this week's show. Same thing we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, talking about Golden State and some of the games coming up over the course of the next week. However, before we do all that, we're going to have a quick recap of what happened last week. We ended up having a pretty decent week. I know we were right about the Hornets game on Friday. thought Golden State would get revenge after that two-point loss. Curry ended up playing in this one at 29 points. Draymond had a triple-double in three quarters, and he definitely had a great game. Career-high 19 assists. Now, after that, really wasn't a great rest of the week for Golden State. Team ended up getting killed by the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers looked a lot better with Schroeder back in the lineup, ended up winning by 26. And then they played against Portland on Wednesday, and Portland ended up winning that game by two. Very close game. Lillard hit the go-ahead three. You had the controversial charge uh, on Draymond at the end of the game. The truth is, I thought it was a charge, so it didn't really bother me that much. But today's NBA is so heavily invested in the block charge debate that I feel like you might have to change a rule every now and then. Because it seems like with the leaning in for three free throws from shooters and with the block charges pretty much determining every single play, uh, the NBA's got to do something. But either way, I thought it was a charge. The call didn't really bother me. But either way, Golden State really did not have a good week last week. Ended up going 1-2. and two. And for this week, well, we only got one game on the card. And the reason why we only have one game is because of the fact that it is going to be the All-Star break. And Golden State plays tonight against Phoenix then has a full week off and then plays next Thursday against the Clippers. So obviously we'll end up doing the Clippers uh, game next week. But uh, before we end up getting into the matchup here with Phoenix, I'm going to actually go a little bit out of order 
and talk about the stats for the Warriors before going into the matchup and talking about some news that kind of broke a little while ago. But looking at Golden State, Steph Curry still leading the way, 29.7 points per game, all-star, and we all know that he's probably the best point guard in the league. Um, 6.3 assists, 5.5 rebounds, even 1.3 steals per game. Been very impactful on both sides. Uh, I remember the narrative that Curry wasn't exactly a good defender. For a point guard, still has active hands. I think he's a better defender than people give him credit for. And I do think that Curry has, of course, been the heart and soul of this team, which should come as a surprise to nobody because he's clearly the best player by far. Uh, looking at everyone else, though, Wiggins has had a pretty good first half. 17 points per game, 4.5 rebounds per game, 1.1 blocks per game, a team-high 1.1 blocks per game. So he's been very solid. The shooting percentages still could be a little bit better uh, if you're talking about a high-volume shooter like Wiggins. But at the end of the day, 46.1% from the floor is really not that bad compared to his normal average and his career average of 44.2. And his three-point percentage has gone up roughly 2%. 35% still not exactly that great for a guy who actually takes a decent amount of threes per game, but still really can't complain too much about Wiggins. I'm not really a big fan of him throughout his career, but still, if you look through the actual numbers, he has actually been pretty impactful on both sides. And yeah, he's concerned that Golden State ended up trading for him, was hoping that he would show some flashes, and he has. That's really all you can ask for. Other than that, though, the biggest 180 so far this season has been from Kelly Oubre, who was useless to start the season. And now he's actually putting up some good numbers, averaging 15.5 points per game, 5.9 rebounds, 1.1 steals per game. Really just solid. And what's something that's shocking to me, Uber's only averaging 1.4 turnovers per game. I know he doesn't have the ball in his hands that much. He's more of a spot-up shooter and a very nice cutter to the basket who's not afraid to finish by dunking over some people. But he's played really well. Uh, I know that his shooting percentages as a whole still aren't that great. Uh, he's shooting 43.6% from the floor which I feel like is still a problem with Oubre's game, is that he's a very high-volume shooter, even though he's not necessarily the most efficient guy on the planet. Uh, Three-point-wise, he's shooting 32.1%. Once again, he had the very, very slow start. So if you factor that in, he has actually been playing better lately. But still, Oubre's been good. Can't really criticize him that much. I do think that one real, really just good bright spot, even though he has been injured for a decent amount of the year, has been James Wiseman, who is averaging 11.8 points per game. 5.7 rebounds, 1.1 blocks. He is also averaging 3.2 fouls per game. So foul trouble has been a pretty big concern for Wiseman. But if you really just go through how he's been playing and you actually have watched him play, pretty solid. I know he hasn't played many minutes lately. He's usually hovering around the 16 to 18 minute range. Only played 11 against Portland in the last game. But you go through the numbers here, pretty good. Shooting 51.9% from the floor. Really all you can ask for a rookie averaging double-digit points per game, so he knows where his quality shots come from. He's also shooting 40% from three. Of course, the volume isn't that high, but he has shown an ability to stretch defenses out, especially in a pick-and-pop game with Curry. So I do think that Wiseman, if he perfects that shot a little bit more, uh, he'll definitely turn into a serious player in the league. But as of right now, I think we can all agree that it's definitely a very good starting point that he's shooting 40% from three in his rookie season. Now, everything else, though, the free throw shooting has been the main concern besides the uh, fouling, of course. Uh, but he's shooting 63.2% from the free throw line, which is a little bit odd because he's shooting 40% from three. Usually those two are a little bit correlated. So I do think that it's a little bit of a rough start for his free throw shooting career, especially for Wiseman, who's a big man who should try to get to the line a lot as he progresses. But once again... 
Wiseman only played in, what, like five college games? He's 19 years old. He's got time to develop. I think it's definitely a good sign that Wiseman has shown spurts where he looks like a very capable center, and he should end up being the starter for Golden State at the center position for a while, especially if he stays healthy. Uh, but there remains to be seen down the road. But I definitely like what I've seen from Wiseman. I do think he has been a good player. Does Golden State regret not taking Lonzo, uh, not taking Lamelo Ball? Maybe because Ball's been so good this year. But at the end of the day, they also weren't expecting Clay Thompson to get injured. And if that was the case, you wouldn't have had anywhere to put Ball. So yeah, I still understand why Golden State took Wiseman. And if he was a little bit health, if he stayed healthy, I think a lot of people would realize how good he's been. But people kind of forgot about him because he was out for a couple weeks. But looking at everyone else, though. Uh, really, just going through the line here, Draymond Green has just had a phenomenal past month uh, going through. Uh, he's averaging 5.7 points per game, averaging 8.6 assists per game, which is a team high, and he's also averaging 6.1 rebounds per game. However, if you actually look at the splits uh, based on how he's been doing over the course of the season, he's definitely progressed quite well. Uh, you're going through the numbers here in January, for example. He averaged 4.8 points per game, 6.6 assists, and 4.6 rebounds. February, 6.8 points, 10.6 assists, and 7.5 rebounds. So he had a jump in every single category. And then in March, 5 points per game. So a little bit of a, of a you know a little bit of a decline there. But he's averaging 12 assists per game and 9 rebounds per game. So he's just been contributing in pretty much every single facet that's not scoring. I know he's also had some laps at the end of games. You had the Charlotte fiasco, you had him getting ejected for yelling at his own teammate earlier in the year. A lot of stuff going on with Draymond, which shouldn't really surprise you, especially after the finals game, of course, where he ended up getting suspended because he's not always the brightest bulb uh, in the drawer. But either way, um, yeah, really not much to say. Draymond's been good, and they're going to need him to continue playing well. And that kind of takes us to what I'm going to be talking about for the game tonight between the Suns and the Warriors. A lot of line movement in this game. Mostly because of some injury news uh, going on with Golden State. Of course, Golden State ended up playing yesterday uh, against the Trailblazers in a hard-fought loss in a game that they probably should have won, but still, it was very, very close. Can't really be too mad that it was a one-possession game. And then you ended up having the refs who ended up calling the charge on Draymond, which I think was a good call, but you can make the argument it wasn't. Either way, it definitely was still in the balance. And that takes us to tonight's game because Phoenix... Opened up as a minus five, minus five and a half point favorite. Now up to minus 11. And the total has dropped from 224 to 220 and a half. And when you see a total in the NBA move by about six points, you know what that means. That means that there are usually a ton of players not playing for the other team. And that is the case for Golden State because the Warriors announced that Steph Curry and Draymond Green are both not going to be playing in this game since it is going to be the final game before the All-Star break. And they played yesterday. The Warriors just decided it's time to rest their key guys and to try to see if they can maybe pull off an upset, but realistically just keep them healthy for the second half as they're going to have to try to make a push. But really just going through uh, this matchup here, I think it'll probably be a long a long night for Golden State. Looking at both teams, Phoenix is currently in first place in the Pacific. This team has been rolling over the last couple of weeks, and... The last couple of losses that this team had was A, a while ago, B, kind of self-induced because they had a massive choke job against the Hornets. They're curling a three-game winning streak. They blew a game against the Hornets. They probably should have won up double digits earlier in that game and then had the massive choke job against the Nets where 
They were up double digits at the half, double digits in the third quarter, double digits in the fourth quarter, and then Harden hit that massive step back to give them the the, uh, win. And that was a couple weeks ago. So Phoenix, though, going through the actual line here, has been just one of the hottest teams in the league, and I feel like people haven't really noticed how good this team has been. Uh, If you look at the record, they've gone 12-2 in their last 14, and they're also off a very nice win against the Lakers. I know, of course, AD didn't play. Still, though, went into L.A., beat their main division rival, you know, been playing well, and now they face off against a Golden State team at home, and Golden State's benching basically everybody. So I don't really see this going well for Golden State. Phoenix has one of the best defenses in the entire league, and with Curry out and with Draymond out, you're probably expecting Kelly Oubre to take, what, like 22 shots? Wiggins probably also taking 20-something shots. I don't exactly like that formula. And Oubre himself is questionable for this game. Uh, so that's kind of, uh, you know, a concern there. He didn't play yesterday with a wrist injury. So I'm um, if Oubre doesn't play either, you're looking at a lineup that is going to be Mulder, Wiggins, probably Toscano Anderson, Pascal, and Looney. Good luck with that, because that's not going to go too well against Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton. Bridges has been the main, I'd say, I actually think he's been the biggest X-factor for that team. Everyone knew that when Chris Paul came in that he would bring a certain level of experience and just a winning culture to the franchise because everywhere Chris Paul has gone, he's been successful. People know Booker's very good, of course, averaging 25-plus points per game. He's an all-star for a reason. Aiton has some lapses, but he's still averaging 14.6 points per game and 11.4 rebounds per game. And 1.1 blocks, so he's still been very good. But Bridges has made a massive step forward, and he's averaging 13.9 points per game and 5.1 rebounds per game. And, yeah, really not much else to say. Bridges has been a very solid player, very solid 3-and-D guy, shooting 42.6% from 3 this season. And, yeah, he's definitely their best wing defender. I know Chris Paul is also a great defender, but he's also getting up there in years. But you're going through the numbers here with Bridges – First year, averaged 8.3 points per game while shooting 43% from the floor. Last year, averaged 9.1 points per game. This year, career high, 13.9. So he's definitely taken a massive leap, and I think he's been a huge reason why Phoenix has been so lethal in the defensive end because of his ability to just guard and switches and provide a lot of versatility to that defense. But either way, I'm not going to spend really too much time on this game. Is the spread a little bit too high? Maybe, perhaps, but still, you're going through Golden State, and at the end of the day, you might be missing your best passer in Draymond, your best scorer, of course, in Curry, and your third best scorer in Oubre. If he doesn't play, Wiggins might take 20-something shots, and if you do that against Phoenix's defense, you're probably going to get killed. I also like the under. I know, of course, money has come in on the under because Curry's not playing, of course, but still, I just don't see how Golden State's going to score. Phoenix plays a pretty slow pace. I think this game should turn into a route. Phoenix might not even Phoenix might not, not even allow 90 in this game. It really wouldn't surprise me if Phoenix wins this game like 105 to 90, 105 89, something like that. So for me, I like Phoenix minus the points, and I also like the under in the spot. But other than that, though, sorry, it's only going to be one game that we're going to be talking about this week. All obviously because of the fact that you have the All Star break coming up, and you only have one game to talk about. I know Curry is going to be in the three-point contest, 
So you can try to shop around, try to find him to win it, because Curry, of course, is Curry, and he should be favored in that contest because he's the greatest greatest three-point shooter in the history of the sport. But either way, that's going to be the installment of the Ben and Barry podcast here on the Bleep Podcast Network for Thursday, March 4th. Good luck to all of you and your respective best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.